music station. Bring that ass back like a boom, 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 boom. Russian footballer Alexander Kokorin has arrived at a Moscow police station facing charges of hooliganism. Earlier police said they'd launch a nationwide manhunt for him after he failed to show up for questioning at 6 p.m. Moscow time. Krasnodar's footballer Pavel Mamayev, a friend of Kokorin's, showed up at the police station for questioning and was detained for 48 hours. Police launched a criminal investigation into the incident involving the two football players. The two, the two attacked one of the customers at a Moscow cafe on Monday morning. The victim, Denis Pak, turned out a department chief uh, at the Russian Industry and Trade Ministry. New York Mayor Bill de Blasio has signed a bill creating a third gender X. People born in New York City who don't identify as either male or female have the option of choosing a third category for their birth certificates. Previously, if parents did not want to identify as sex of their newborn, they could say that the child's sex is undetermined or unknown. New York City joins California, Oregon and Washington in having the third category on birth certificates. Tickets for the Leo Tolstoy train bound from Moscow to Helsinki can be purchased with a 60% discount before October 23rd. The press service of the Russian Railways has said if the tickets are bought in advance, the discount is valid for trips from October 9th to December 20th from Moscow to the Finnish capital and from October 22nd to December 20th from Helsinki to Moscow. You can also buy tickets with a discount online. And Russia's Rospotrebnadzor has put 63 sushi walk cafes in Moscow on hold for sanitary violations. The customer rights watchdog had said on its website, the Federal Service said that in July 2018, several sushi walk customers were diagnosed with salmonellosis after eating in the cafe chain. Inspectors checked 108 sushi walk cafes in Moscow. 63 of them were closed for a period of 12 to 90 days. Another eight were fined a total of 85,000 rubles or over 1,200 U.S. dollars. Traffic. Traffic is currently rated 3 out of 10 on Moscow's roads. According to our interactive map, it will take you over an hour to drive to Shurimetsova Airport and about 45 minutes getting back to central Moscow. Driving time to Vnukova Airport is about an hour and 15 minutes getting back. And you'll spend about one hour and 25 minutes driving to Demadiedova and one hour and 10 minutes getting back into central Moscow. Weather. Plus 19 degrees Celsius in Amsterdam. It's plus 19 in Frankfurt. Here in Moscow, it's uh, going to be sunny and plus 13 degrees Celsius uh, tomorrow. And weather forecasters say it will be warm and sunny in the capital until the end of the week. 
I'm Karen Rolski in the studio. Stay with us. Capital FM, Moscow. Capital Sports with Alan Moore. Today it is, uh, well I have to say it myself, this is the brilliant Capital Sports on Wednesday evening at the Navarration Tower here in Moscow City. It is October the 10th, 2018. And um, I was asked today, Alan, you go from working in a forest each week to this high-tech mega complex, you know, Moscow City, big, 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 uh, high, high-rise buildings. What else could you ask for? And uh, I didn't know what to say, so I just smiled, looked the person in the eye, said, Nikki, stay. You're not getting out of buying me a coffee for my birthday. What? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, you weren't listening, so okay, that's good. <laughs> okay, Nikki, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Very, very good indeed. Okay. And also in the studio, I have Alex B. Hi, Okay, and he, that was an attempt to say hello. And Peter P. <laughs> hey. Okay, so the boys are chomping at the bit to go. So, and uh, right, what what is on our menu tonight? We've got to look back at last week's uh, UEFA Champions and Europa League matches. Uh, we'll do that just in a moment. And then we'll chat about last weekend's games in the Russian and English Premier Leagues. Plus, we'll have a bit of a chat about the idiocy that befell Las Vegas uh, Saturday night, well, Sunday morning, I guess. Uh, then we'll go on the phone to have a chat with Andy McLean, who is going to tell us what to look out for in the international games this week, and also his whole, you know, his take on the whole Kokoran Mamayev mess. And of course, in the third segment, we're going to have Alexander Zotov. He'll be live on air with us to discuss his view on what should and could happen with both Alexander Kokorin and Pavel Mamayev even. Okay, and of course, this is very, very interesting because he is the head of the Footballers Union, so he'll have a very inside view on it. One quick score update uh, before we go any further, because the Russian Cup was, uh, well, it was on play tonight, or uh, it was a 1-1 draw between two men and CSKA Moscow out in Tumen. However, Tumen pulled off a shock and won on penalties. That's kind of compounding the misery for CSKA Moscow because, of course, they lost this past weekend against Lokomotiv. Right, so a quick look ahead to the Russian Cup, the round of uh, well, round of 16, uh, because uh, they are ready to go on the 31st of October and the 1st of November. Of course, it has on the 31st, Lokomotiv, they're playing at home against the NC Krasnoyarsk. Rubin Kazan, they're going to be hosting Dinamo Moscow uh, in uh, Kazan. Krylia Sovetov Samara, they have Krasnodar up to visit. And Rostov are playing Zenit. That's going to be a big, big, big match. Spartak are home against Angie Makhachkala. Ural, Yekaterinburg are home to Nizhny Novgorod. Orenburg, they have two men. So it's kind of a, well, I guess a, a, an Eastern Derby. Ahmad Grozny, they are playing at home to Arsenal Tula. Right, we're going to start off right away with last week's results in Europe. So, um, you know, it was pretty good. Siska, of course, we know, we already covered that They won 1-0 against Real Madrid. Next day, face-off against fellow, well, another side is in very, very good form right now. Uh, on October 23rd, they are playing in Rome against AS Roma. Lokomotiv, of course, they lost 1-0. We were reporting on that game. Uh, I think it was you and I, Nikki, wasn't it? No, we were talking the next day. Oh, the next day, the Spartak Spart- mess. Yeah. yeah, the Spartak mess. That was terrible. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, of course, with Cat Kenny, excuse me, excuse me, mix up my uh, co-hosts. <laughs> I'm DJs. so sorry, my DJs. <laughs> right, so, uh, of course, Loco, they lost 1-0 to an 83rd minute goal. I mean, we were there, Peter. So, I mean, that, that was a terrible loss for Lokomotiv, a terrible second half. It was, it was. I was rooting for them. And I was like, you remember I told I told you, it was like, it's going to be like 3-1, I, th- I said 3-2 maybe. Yeah, you did. You said Lokomotiv were going to win. And yeah. that's the first time you've really put yourself in the line as a CSKA fan. Yeah, and, they, yeah, and they, like, the other team came, came, came with like 1-0 when I was like, 
We'll I know. I know. <laughs> it was never going to happen. With 83rd minute, of course, they, they conceded a goal uh, with McKinney, the American international, who isn't with the American men's national team this week, but however. Loco, uh, they will next face uh, Porto at home on a 24th. We will have tickets, of course, to give away for that. Porto, they won their game against Galatasaray 1 0. Now, that game that uh, Nicky Stay and I were comment- commentating on, uh, that was Spartak and Villarreal. Spartak were so, so unlucky. They came back from behind to lead 3 2. And in the 96th minute, because myself and Nicky, we, I was hiding at this sense where I was like hiding basically in a, a water closet, not a toilet, but actually a closet where they were storing water. And I'm hiding because the noise was so much and I couldn't see what was happening it was a penalty being taken to make it 3-3 and we couldn't figure out right Nikki? Yeah it was very complicated and on the internet the time kept on just skipping from 3 minutes to 1 minute and I couldn't understand how much additional time was because yeah, I was saying to you no it's just six minutes additional time you're like no 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 it's nine, It's one minute plus three plus four and because it was just, skipping and then at the end they scored that goal and penalty, we couldn't yeah. figure it out because uh, Santi Corsola ex-Arsenal uh, player of course coming back from a long almost two years out with injury come back to score that goal to ruin Spartak's night so that was a, a tough one for them to take Spartak of course they have Rapid Vienna in their next or sorry they have Rangers they're in Glasgow to play Rangers in their next game on 25th Right. Uh, also in the Champions League, a good win for Atletico Madrid. Uh, they beat Club Bruges 3-1. Dortmund beat Monaco 3-0. Spurs, Spurs lost 4-2 at home to Barcelona. That, you know, Messi got two goals in that game. That means he scored five out of eight goals for Barcelona. Of course, he won the first game 4-0. PSV, they lost 2-1 at home against Inter. And the next game is a huge one. Two unbeaten teams, Barcelona, uh, are hosting Inter Milan. PSG, they beat uh, they beat Red Star Belgrade 6-1. And of course, in the other game in that group, one that we did say to watch out for, Napoli and Liverpool. Napoli won 1-0. Just, uh, Liverpool go from the, I don't know, sublime to the absolute ridiculous on a, on a weekly basis. Right. In the Europa League, Krasnodar, they won 2-1 against Sevilla. Of course, Sevilla, one of the real, real top teams in Europe. Uh, Quincy Pullman, of course, playing now for Sevilla. Uh, Krasnodar doing very, very well. Their next game's on the 25th against Standard Liège. Um, Spartak, of course, we said they, they drew 3-3. On the 25th, they are playing Rangers in Glasgow. Rangers, of course, beat Rapid Vienna 3-1 in their last game. Zenit... Then he beat Slava, or Slavia even, Slavia Prague 1-0 up in St. Petersburg. Uh, Mr. Kokorin, he scored the goal in the 18th minute because it was a pretty terrible display from uh, Zenit. And I don't think he will be uh, playing Bordeaux in the next game on the 25th of October. So that was, uh, you know, it'll be disappointing for Mr. Kokorin. Right, Red Bull Salzburg, they, um, they beat Celtic 3-1. Rosenberg, they lost 3-1 to Red Bull Leipzig. So kind of a, an odd little one there. Also in the Europa League, Arsenal, they won 3-0 in Azerbaijan against Karabakh. And now they have a big, big showdown against Sporting from Portugal uh, for, well, top spot in that group. Dudelange, the Luxembourg team, they lost 3-0 to Betis. And uh, getting a bit of a baptism of fire, but still, it's great that they're there. Uh, Eintracht, Frankfurt won 4-1 against Lazio, just as we predicted last week. Right, moving quickly on uh, to, well, I guess... Let, let, let's talk about this Kokor and Mamaya thing. We will speak about it later on, of course, as well with um, Alexander Zotov and, of course, with Andy McLean. Um, uh, Alex, going straight across to you, I mean, uh, he's, he's now, I mean, both guys are now in custody. Um, you know, what, what's the news in the wires right now? Like, what, what's going to happen to these guys? Uh, well, they're, uh, 
they're in custody right now for hooliganism, and so um, they don't really know what's going to happen to them. But uh, I would I would assume there will be consequences since they're they are in a pretty high position. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna read out a statement made by uh, the Russian Football Premier League. Okay, so I'm I'm translating it roughly well using Google Translate, but also I can, well, I can read actually translate here. But anyway, it says uh, after clarifying all the circumstances of the incident with the participation of Alexander Kokorin and Pavel Mamayev, the Russian Premier League expresses outrage, yes, outrage, and strongly condemns their hooligan behaviour. This act casts a shadow not only on the glorious names of FC Zenit and FC Krasnodar, but also on the whole of Russian football. We believe that the perpetrators must suffer the most severe punishment. Well, hooligans have no place in football. Peter, are they being a bit too strong on that? Because no one's been proven guilty and we're still waiting for the outcome. I don't want to take sides, but I definitely think that that was it, it's harsh. Like you, there, there's there was no evidence of uh, what happened there yet to be discovered, and and they already sent like they're already banning them for how many games? Or like, well, yeah, they're 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 being sort of suspended for until this investigation. So, right. and, you know, Krasnodar uh, are looking to um, break the contract with Mamaya. I mean, I mean, but as I've heard. That's not the first incident where they like got into like a fight with somebody. No, I mean there have been instances with both of them where they've been, let's say, less than intelligent in their behaviour. But again, like if you think about it, if they were done for drugs, if they were done for you know, you know, beating up their partners or their life partners or all that, this this is the big issue. But these two guys have had a lot of hatred for a long time. One where they were posing together in a jacuzzi, if you remember that. No, yeah, they actually, actually they're classic. No, when I, and I mean, they're be- and of course the whole, you know, that 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 started off when they're both young guys and they're just like messing and they're like, oh, like they're supposed to be gay and so on. That just like really went off on on, on a on a riot, and then the next Damn. step was, of course, they're in um, Monaco or Monte Carlo, and these Russian guys come over and say, oh, guys, you lost in the, the in 2016 oh, after the oh, Euros, really? yeah, and they were given bottles of champagne, and of course they had this like expensive whatever like 2,000 euro bottle of champagne in front of them. And, of course, it blew up all over the, the media. So, is it a case that they're hated by media because they're making too much money? I definitely think that is the case. That is the case. Because, I mean, envy. Like, the haters going to hate, as as, uh, as the famous saying goes. Okay, what do you reckon, Alex? I mean, is, is it as cut and dried, as Peter says? Uh, well, I think maybe uh, it could be uh, the media. But at the same time, I think if you're a professional athlete... Uh, you can't be doing stuff like this because, like, there's, you know, there's kids watching, man. Like, there's, you're such like a role model for people. You can't be acting like this. So, like, I can see where they're coming from. When okay, they... yeah, I mean, I, I agree in one with role models. Okay, yeah. I, I, I do understand that because, of course, like, grown up in sports and I have someone who's my hero and so on. But yeah. at the same time, I mean, I don't know if athletes are good role models for kids. I mean, in, in the broader scheme, but I do agree with you. I, I agree with you on that. Um, we will come back in the second part. We're going to speak about uh, someone else or two other men who should be role models as well. Because um, I'm just going to I'm going to leave you with this. Okay, I'm going to just leave you with this before we go out to break. We have a song to go to break. And guys, if you want to message in, ask us questions, make your own comments on on anything from the two Russian footballers to the two UFC fighters who we'll discuss in the second part. Message in plus seven nine two five one 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 zero five three. Call in, message in, Viber in. Uh, <clears throat> on the twenty fifth of January nineteen ninety five, Eric Cantona jumped across a fence. Okay, uh, the United were playing uh, Crystal Palace, and he he jumped across and did this kung fu kick on a supporter. Now, United immediately that night banned him. United, the club, banned him for four months and fined him. 
£20,000, which is basically uh, a lot of money. Considerable sum. Exactly. Pack. Now, the English FA said four months. Or that's the, the club did it themselves. The FA then turned around and said, that's not enough. We're going to ban him for nine months and I, add in 10000 Yes. Plus, he had to go to court. And immediately at court, he was sent to two weeks in jail. But then they commuted that to 120 hours community service. So let's remi- remember that as we go to break before we come back to the second part. Okay, Nikki, what are we going to play? We, we, we have a very topical song to go away with. Oh, yeah. Diplo, Frenchman, and a little pump and Javier Alt with Welcome to the Party. Well, welcome to the party, folks. Back after the break. Capital Sports with Alan Moore.
with Alan Moore. Welcome back, folks, this evening. Uh, you know, as as I as you we went out to that break, I wanted to make it very, very clear that you know that there should be a consequence for you know for for actions inside, outside the ring, or on the field or off the field. Got one quick message in all the way from uh, from Moscow here, uh, and says that uh, you know I I don't ag- I don't agree with what Habib did. Okay, this is from Darren, so I don't agree with. Okay, no, it is Moscow. Uh, I don't agree with Habib did. However, you know, he was probably pumped up on something. Well, okay, you can say that, Darren, so fair play to you. Uh, right. Um, straight away, so Alex, listen, there was a big, there was a long background. This all this all happened for a while because Habib and Connor have been fairly friendly, kind of, um, Habib had been a, a kind of a fan of his and they got on well, they trained together as well. Uh, then there was the incident about the bus and so on that looked like just another big, like um, you know, wrestling kind of move that they're yeah. going to try and sort of build up this big promotion through a uh, thing at the bus and the usual nonsense. Then, of course, we had that really disgusting um, press conference, if you want to call it that, when he they were just insulting. And my takeaway was that Connor was behaving like a guy that you'd meet at a fast food joint at 1 a.m. in the morning and who you just would not want to be around. But anyway, um, tell us, what what happened, you know, immediately after the fight? What went on? What took place? Uh, immediately after the fight, uh, you could see that Khabib is still kind of like... Well, after he choked out Connor, he was... At first, you could see he's kind of hesitant to let him go. Like, uh, the referee, Herb Dean, had to, like, push him off. After that, he start, He like he yelled something at Connor, And uh, so you couldn't really see this on TV, but uh, Connor's team started, like, yelling at Khabib and, like, talking Did smack. Did Khabib spit at him? No, no. He, uh, no, he, he threw his out, mouth guard. He took out his mouth guard and threw it at... Um, but at, there was a moment when people said, like, they said that he spat at Connor as he's lying on the ground. He's like, he made this spitting motion. No, uh, he he no. He, I think he yelled something at Connor. Okay, so like, okay, it was, it was yeah. So then, uh, Connor's jujitsu coach, uh, Dylan Danis, started like yelling at Khabib, uh, Khabib, and like Connor's team and Khabib, like they really don't like Khabib because like there's been like bad blood between him and Artem Lobov, who's a member of Connor's like team. So like Dylan Danis, who's his jujitsu coach, he really doesn't like Khabib, and Khabib doesn't like. Well, they hate each other. So like, Khabib threw his mouth guard at him and jumped over the fence and all hell broke loose they started like fighting then uh what happened was people from khabib's team like his friends jumped over the fence and started fighting connor and uh, i mean they attacked him from behind they attacked him they from behind. Yeah. Yeah. Him, like, there was like, a guy in a, a yeah. guy in a black shirt and a guy in a red shirt and the guy in the red shirt he hit he hit connor from behind from like behind and uh now that's what you like and one of them was a ufc fighter and he's not fighting in the ufc anymore they kicked him out and this guy who hit him yeah because of he just wasn't good enough or I uh, know because he attacked Connor right after his fight no but like he's not fighting he's, he's like, not fighting in the UFC anymore they kicked him out no, oh we, so they kicked him out after after, that after he had, after the, uh, he had a fight in late October against Artem Lobov ah okay, yeah and, okay, and okay, the fight's enough. not happening anymore okay well listen okay all the stuff that uh, Connor spoke before the fight and so on the build up and so on does that justify what Habib and his friends did um well I think Khabib, since he's a champion and he has like all this responsibility, he definitely shouldn't be acting this way. And he recognized this and he apologized. But at the same time, like they've done, like they've talked so much about him, he kept his cool until the end of the fight. And so, like, what I think happened is like during the fight is uh, when like when he was fighting Connor, that was for the fight. But after the fight, he wanted to he wanted like to attack his team because like he wanted well, them it, to like. Is there any justice? I mean, because I mean, I say. Yo, it was simply words built up for a fight. Like, I so. think I think he was just like 
it was in the heat of the moment. So he's like, yeah. he was like, because when you fight, like you get he, you get angry and stuff like that. And I bet like they were yelling some like, <laughs> like they were they were they were insulting them because I. I've uh, watched a video and like it was I think it was Joe Rogan's and then he yeah. says he said he was like sitting behind Connor's team and they were like in, it, he heard the insults and so I think yeah but I mean he was, everyone gets that I mean players he was, get it all the time you get like because nah, he was like pumped, he was like pumped up he was like psyched up about winning and stuff like that and he, and he hears the insults and then he of course he like uh, throws his mouth guard like, well, just, wants to rush in and stuff like that it was one of like the fights in the UFC when like the two fighters like really like hated each other like he said in the press conference that he's not shaking Connor's hand like not after the fight like this is not over no, I mean no. yeah like the, the guy like in all fair like he insulted the uh, uh, Khabib's father his religion his country. And well, while Khabib kept his cool, and uh, I don't know, it's uh-huh. just another like thing is that Connor he kept like now he's asking for a rematch. He called Dana White for a rematch, but like, and a lot of people, a lot of like Connor fans, and he has a tremendous following. Then uh, they're all saying that like they need the rematch, but like to those people, they say like, what about this fight makes you think that Connor would win in a rematch? Like it was. He just got mauled. I, from I, yeah, I, th- I think he just he 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 shouldn't have been there in the first place. I mean, it, yeah. you know, and, and looking at it, I mean, there's no matter what we say, there's no excuse for that kind of thuggery. I mean, because we, we see it. If 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 they were football fans, we'd be like huge. Comedy. If they were Russian football fans, where people are afraid to say it because oh well, like you know, it's fighting and he insulted his religion. If they were Russian football fans behaving like that, Russia would be. You know, in serious trouble. Oh, it's but, very bad for the sport. Exactly, and I mean, yeah. again, when of course we have to say that, like when when Habib is talking his country, he's not talking about Russia. <laughs> yeah. So let's move on. Okay, so let's go to the phone right away. So, Andy McLean, are you there for us? I'm here, Alan. How are you? Very good. Listen, Andy, what was your take on uh, Saturday night Sunday morning? Did you did you even bother to stay and watch the fight? I didn't. I ha- I have to admit, I watched the replay in the morning. Okay, well, I was wise, pretty yeah. underwhelmed by it all. <laughs> I mean, I've seen I've seen worse in a Glasgow Saturday night, so I I, I don't see it as like you know <laughs> the whole the whole idea of uh, two men in short shorts on all oiled up. It's a bit too I don't know. Uh, let's say snails and oysters for me, but anyway, that's that's another thing. So, um, <laughs> sorry, that's uh, um, that that's a Spartacus reference, by the way, for anyone who's like listening, <laughs> who's seen that movie, the original movie. Okay, Andy. Um, Listen, that game tonight uh, ended win uh, win for two men on penalties. Are you surprised? I mean, CSK put out a very weakened side. Um, they've obviously had a few good results with Real Madrid. Perhaps a bit unlucky against Lokomotiv. Not a great surprise because two men have been doing quite well. Okay, so so it's not 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 big of a shock. Okay, listen, Andy. Um, just before we before we we go on to the uh, the picks of this week, of course, the international uh, weekend or international week. Um, what about this Kokorin Mamayev thing? Like, I mean, do you know any? Because you're in the newsroom right now. So, is there anything more coming out about it? Anything you can add or anything you can tell us? I mean, currently, Krasnodar are talking about trying to scrap Mamayev's contract and they're looking at different ways of doing it. But they're also saying that players are so overly protected these days that it's actually quite difficult despite his actions. Um, I mean, yeah, the whole... You, you, you're talking about the disgrace, uh, di- di- disgrace sorry, of the aftermath of the Khabib-Connor fight. I mean, this is just... You don't really get that in football these days where players paid so highly at the... You know, international players... And in a public public place, against a, a minister of 
I mean, it's unreal. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I, like, I was trying to figure out today what would have happened if that had taken place. Like, say it was like, I don't know. I mean, remember the, when, when, when John Hartson kicked, uh, I forget who it was, kicked him in the head. Berkovich. Berkovich, yeah, Berkovich. Berkovich. And, you know, basically he was completely blacklisted over that. I mean, we, we, I, I, before we went out to break in the first segment, I mentioned the whole Cantona thing in 1995 and what happened to him. Should these guys be doing the same thing? Should, they be, should the clubs themselves, like, ban them for a long period? Should the FA step in, uh, the Russian Football Union ban them as well? I mean, what, 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 what should be the correct course of action? Well, what I've read is that if the police step in and charges are made, uh, in all likelihood they will find this under the Hooliganism Act, which means these players could face up to five years in prison. Because of their status, that probably won't happen. They'll find certain ways to ease that penalty. Or, But yeah, I think in terms of Zenit and Krasnodar, their reaction to it so far certainly suggests that they don't have a future at either of their clubs. Okay, which is a pity because Kokorin has come back, he's played very, very well, he scored, of course, uh, in Europe against Slavia, and, uh, you know, he he is he is a quality player, but, well, yeah. you know, they, they, they have to sort of uh, move on. So both men, of course, are under arrest right now. So, okay, Andy, listen, uh, Peter has a list of selected results, or uh, selected fixtures, I should say, not results already, uh, starting off with uh, tomorrow, Thursday. So, Peter, what's coming up first? So uh, we have Israel, Scotland at 9.45 p.m. Then we have Sweden and, and uh, Russia at 10.45. Okay, so those two games, Andy, who, who, what, what would you uh, look for in results for that? Like, so Scotland should win, shouldn't they? Israel have been on a very poor run of form, but it's not an easy place to go to away from home. Um, Scotland has traditionally been very bad away from home. I remember a lot of our World Cup qualifiers being derailed by bad results against Minnows. Um, my prediction for that would be under 2.5 goals. I don't know which way it's going to go. Okay, so so not that many goals, a bit of a, a, a bit of a dud. That Russia-Sweden game, of course, is up in Kaliningrad. Um, so what would you reckon, with, with everything that's going on in Russian football right now, I mean, the, the players, I mean, Duba's in good form as well. So, I mean, like the, the Russian players should be just like very, very set to, to give Sweden a bit of a hiding. Yeah, I think they'll be very pumped up for it and be looking to make amends and take the headlines away from what's happened this week. Excellent. Um, Russia have a very good record against Sweden as well. I think the last time they lost to them was at the 94 World Cup. Okay, so that's okay. Um, And they faced them a few times since then. Excellent. Okay. On Friday, we have another one Friday, Peter? We have one game, uh, England-Croatia at 9.45. Okay, that's a biggie now. I mean, of course, the uh, second-place team in the world and the fourth-place team in the world, Andy. So what, what do you reckon on that one? And a bit of a rematch. Uh, of course, yeah, like a bit of a grudge match going on there. I think it, 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 it's, it's a very interesting one in terms of Croatia now having to rebrand to introduce players that, you know, they've, they've, they've lost a few through retirement. England are also bringing through a few exciting young players. They've been forced to bring in a few due to injury. Um, I'd be siding with Croatia there. Okay. All right. That's fair enough. Okay. Uh, we've got four up on Saturday, Peter. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, Norway, Slovenia at 7 p.m., then uh, Latvia and Kazakhstan at 7 p.m., as well as uh, N- Netherlands, Germany at 9.45, uh, Ireland and Denmark at 9.45. Okay, so Ireland, Denmark, a uh, bit of a revenge on there, but Ireland on a bit of a bad run under uh, your former boss up at Celtic. 
yeah, this is almost a year to the day, I think. Don't remind me. Um, from when Denmark played Ireland in the playoffs. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a tough one for uh, for Ireland to get a result, considering the way that things have been going. There seems to be a bit of a tussle within the dressing room between Roy Keane, O'Neill and the players. It's a good opportunity for Ireland to get back on the front foot, to get, you know, maybe a, give themselves a slim chance of qualifying through this route. But Denmark have obviously had their own problems with the, what was it, the sponsorship deal? Yes, of course. Yeah. They and, all boycotted and, it for one game. And Christensen isn't playing as well, so. Yeah, yeah. But I still fancy Denmark to get the three points. Okay, a nice, a nice one there. The Netherlands and Germany at nine forty-five. That that's one worth watching, isn't it? Absolutely, I think that's a real crunch game for both of them. Germany going through a little bit of a lean spell. Netherlands starting to re, you know, invigorate themselves again, get back on the track. Um, I still think Germany have the quality to beat the Netherlands. The Netherlands don't really have the individuals that they used to have a sort of Van Basten, a Van Nistelrooy, a Robin, someone that could turn a game. Quincy Promise hasn't really been, you know, hitting top form since he's moved to Sevilla. And he's the kind of one that you would, you would turn to in those big games. Alrighty. Okay, on Sunday, Peter, who have we got? We have uh, two games at 7pm. It's uh, Russia, Turkey and Scotland, Portugal. So will will uh, Mr. Ronaldo will he be making an appearance? I don't think so. I think he's he's uh, been dropped from the Portuguese team, hasn't he? Yeah, I think he has been dropped. I'm not so, I'm not I'm not sure whether it's fitness or whether he's um his legal issues. small injury or whether Juventus have asked for him to be to be left out. Yeah, I mean it is. I mean we we can speak openly about it because it's in the, it's in the media. But the uh, the the allegations of um, an assault from yes. Las Vegas. So I mean that's. You know, I'd say you know he will be under a bit of a pressure. So, would you reckon Scotland uh, could have a chance of getting a result out of that one? No. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Very, very blunt. All right. And Russia, Turkey, Russia, Turkey. Will they roast the Turks? Oh, it's a tough one. It, I think that's a. Fr- is, is it a friendly the Turkey game? No, I don't think so. No, it's a it's Nations League the, game. Yeah, Nations League. Yeah. Depending on the result tomorrow. It could be a great opportunity for Russia to kick on. But yeah, I think tomorrow will be a big indicator as to how Russia will get on in the uh, in the game afterwards and whether their minds, heads are in the right place. Because of course that, that game is in the Black Sea in Sochi. So uh, a sea shared, of course, with Turkey. Okay, Peter, on Monday, who have we got? We have uh, two games at 9.45. Uh, we have Belarus, Moldova and Spain, England. Okay, so that the, the you know the the one to watch is the Belarusia uh, Moldova game, but of course most people tune into Spain and England. What do you reckon? So, you know, can it, can England get on track against Spain? Because you know, Spain Spain are not the team of old. No, they're not. But at the same time, they've just got so many dangerous players within that squad, so many different players that they can call on. And I think for a lot of them who are Real Madrid and Barcelona who who have had a bad few weeks domestically. It's a great opportunity for them to, to put that behind them. Okay, okay. England, on the other hand, yeah, um, it's a difficult game. They're the underdogs. They've got nothing to lose, really. That's fair enough. We should give it a bit of a rattle. All right. Uh, and on Tuesday? Uh, on Tuesday, we have three games at 9.45. We have France, Germany, Ireland, Wales, and Norway, B- Bulgaria. Okay, so, Andy, listen, if those three games... 
What would what would you if you're going to give a bit of a, a, an odds on any of them? What what would you look to to go for? I'd I'd, I'd be looking at the Ireland Wales game just for the Battle of Britain. <laughs> Obviously, it's not Britain. Be very careful, but, Andy. I'll see you, know, you very th- soon. Th- there will be a lot of passion. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's, and there's, there's a fair bit of history, especially they taunted us the last time out, so it should be fairly good. Listen, overall, any picks that, that you'd like to offer our listeners, Andy? So I've, I've highlighted a few this week. I think I've already mentioned Scotland-Israel under 2.5 goals. Hmm? Uh, I've also got Greece versus Hungary, oh. which is the day after, I think, on Friday. Right. Uh, for over 2.5 goals. There's been 18 goals in their last five fixtures, which included a nil-nil. So I think there'll be goals there. Nice one. Okay. Um, and also the Faroe Islands versus Azerbaijan tomorrow. Both teams to score. Okay, both to score. All right. So hopefully that uh, Hungary going to be in shape to get a bit of Greece action, and the Faroes will freeze the Azeris up in Torshaven. Okay, Andy, listen, thank you very, very much. We'll see you very, very soon, and uh, enjoy the rest of your evening. Thank you. Enjoy it, guys. Thanks, Andy. Okay, that was Andy McLean, our regular tips. He's at work, of course, and following and covering all the breaking news on those uh, football, and of course, other stories as well. So we're going to go out to the break, and again, plus 795 795-11-11053. Any comments, messages, or questions for us here in the studio? And hopefully, we're, we're going to have no more drama. So, this is a song, No Drama by James Hype. Capital Sports with Alan Moore. in my head 
Mental Stand Up with Steve Foreman. Ah, here we go. You know, I don't think I have a lot of people that hate me, but I think I have a long list of people who moderately dislike me. <laughs> you can really taste the Soviet Union in a larder. You know, there's like a... Well, you can smell petrol. That's the main thing. That's the main thing you notice, to be honest. And actually, the, the larder doesn't start just by turning the key. You also have to sort of go, like, oh, like, there's like There's like an element of that. Like, you know. Oh, British we people. We gave you a language. Oh, British people. God's sake, I wish you'd use it. Pow! Pow! Every Thursday at 9pm, Capital Stand Up with Steve Foreman on Capital FM Moscow. Are you serious? You got a date right. Capital Commercial. Жизнь в историческом центре Москвы. В комплексе апартаментов Софийский. С ни с чем не сравнимыми видами на Кремль. Живое пространство среди парков и особняков. Сдержанное величие архитектуры. Комплекс апартаментов Софийский. 495 95-55-55. With Alan Moore. Okay, folks, we are back. It is that time of the week where we're actually going to talk properly about uh, Russian football. Of course, it is International Week, but we can do a quick rundown on results from this past weekend. On Saturday, Kritisov thought they knocked off you know, Moscow 1-0 in Samara. Yenisei, they almost, almost, almost got over the line against Spartak Moscow, but Spartak, they came out on the right side of a 3-2 win, scoring a very late, late winner. Uh, Zenit, they beat Krasnodar 2-1, uh, which sort of set in train, well, set in motion a lot of uh, not-so-great things. Lokomotiv Moscow, we were there, and that was a 1-0 win for Lokomotiv at Siska. I mean, sorry about that, Peter, but you're, you're kind of a half Lokomotiv fan this stage. Yeah. Yeah, so you're okay. You're, you're, you're at peace with that. Yeah, you're slowly turning me against my team. That's, that's I'm, I'm becoming a, a loco fan. And I mean, I'm and I'm not even a loco fan. I just like to work there. Right? <laughs> we just work there. <laughs> Who doesn't? Right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, they're a nice club. Uh, my my thoughts are right now then Ulyans, where the Russian uh, sports forum is taking place right now. So I know that uh, Dmitry Sitchov, he might be listening to us right now. He might be listening to us online. He is down there at that at the moment. Now, of course, Russian table right now. First place, Zenit. They're on twenty five points. Krasnodar are just behind on 19. Rostov in third on 18. Rostov, of course, who absolutely blew a chance to uh, go on into second place in their own when they lost one at home to Little Orenburg. Spartak, they are the top Moscow club there in fourth place on 18 points. Siska, they are in sixth on 16 points. Lokomotiv, with that cracking win, have moved up to 15th, uh, 15 points and seventh place. Dinamo, they have slipped down into relegation trouble. They are on 10 points in 14th place. Now, one thing to note is that Rostov still are not conceding goals. They're doing very well. 10, 10 scored, 4 uh, only conceded. Lokomotiv, on the other hand, have scored 11 but conceded 10. So they need to strengthen up the defence. They have got Hoades in. I think Charluca needs to up his game a wee bit as well. Now, we are going to go right across to the phone all the way to, I think, probably to out into Moscow, Moscow suburbs, even to his dacha, to Mr. Alexander Zotov. Alexander, how are you doing? Well, I'm great. No. But I'm actually uh, around the university area. 
Ah, okay, so you're, in, you're out around MGO. Listen, I'm on my, yeah, uh, city deck. Ah, uh, well, your city deck. Oh, my God, all these, like, really, really posh people I'm speaking on the phone tonight. Okay, listen, Alexander, straight off, um, you had an absolute... Uh, I mean, it was it, it. Your interview yesterday nailed it with uh, Sports Twenty Four Rue um, about the situation with Kokorin and Mamayev. Um, what is the official state, like the status or the viewpoint of the uh, All Russian Football Players Union? Well, I mean, it's it's a disgusting story. Uh, we all saw what happened. It's, it's all recorded, all taped. It's uh, uh, around social net. And every, everybody had a chance, unfortunately, to see this. Uh, this is not a question of football. This, like our uh, council member of the union, Tom Zuba, said, it's not a matter of football, and it's, it is not. It doesn't have anything to do with football. It's just uh, pure hooliganism and uh, you know, gangs, gangster style, you know, behavior. So, I mean, of course, everybody saw it. Art, our team, of course, is a teammate uh, of uh, Alexander. Uh, up in mm-hmm. St. Pete's. Um, so, if, if it come, if push comes to shove, and the clubs, um, are, you know, look or go to push uh, termination of contracts, and the players come to the to the union, I mean, do they have a leg to stand on? Well, I mean, they they have uh, as any human being, they have rights, and they have a right to to be represented. So, if they don't have a lawyer, they. they they all have a lawyer represented by the state. In this case, they're professional football players, and we're a professional football player union. I'm disgusted by, by what by what they did, but they can come and, and ask for help from our lawyers, and basically, it's, it's the right to get it. So, so it's not a question that we support what they did, or we like what they did, or uh, or, or we are going to cheer around, you know. Uh, that they came to us. It's not something I I dream of doing, but, but it's our job. Okay. No, I mean, no, I mean that's fair enough. And I mean, you you have uh, a legal obligation to help players out. I mean, however, you know, yeah. it, it, the one point I get or question that I have to ask is, is it worth you know investing your time and energy and your you know rel- you know your relatively limited funds on supporting two players when there are a lot of other players around Russia who are in greater need of help. You know, it, like the whole focus is on them right now. And oh, they earn so much money, and they're so rich, and they're hooligans. But there are a lot of footballers who are playing week in, week out, and a lot of them not getting paid. Yeah, and that's 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 a much more bigger problem for us. I mean, this is this is one episode of some idiots, you know, uh, doing what they did. But uh, what goes on, and I'm talking about this. Uh, all the time that we're losing in professional football clubs, we're losing jobs for players because of that. We lost 40% of professional clubs uh, in the last few years. And, uh, hold on, hold on. I, I, just a question. Actually. 40% of Russian professional clubs have gone out of business. Would that be right? Yeah, well, if you take the second division, PFL, it's called, and FNL clubs, yeah, that will be around 40%. That's a huge amount. So sorry, I mean, we lost all, yeah. all football in the Far East. Yeah, I I, I noted like the the uh, second division, the Sibir division that 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 has really really suffered. Alexander, um, you know, what what is the the best case scenario for these two players? Well, <clears throat> the best case scenario. Uh, well, I, I they 
they're keeping doing mistakes. They should have come to the police much earlier. Uh, they should have made some statements. I think uh, they, they were promising to make on, uh, on, on, on the, the media, you know, explaining what they did. I mean, I was trying to explain what they did. I know, or maybe to say they're sorry, but they didn't do like that. They, they came in late, especially according. I mean, they're doing everything to to make their situation worse, and I think uh, right now they're facing some time um, in jail, waiting for the trial. Because since since they're hard to get, you know, and they, they can escape, they, they they might not get uh, go on bail or you know and, and sit there until the trial happens. And this is already a bad scenario that is happening. I mean, okay, because uh, it is overshadowing. Uh, you know, we we had like one set of events at the weekend, then uh, like you know more events like a continuation of this in in you know kind of like really really terrible behaviour. And you know, I, I said earlier on the show that in '95, now you'd remember it very very well as well, um, where Eric Cantona attacked a fan, jumped over, did his kung fu kick yeah, and so yeah, on yeah. in yeah, Crystal in Palace. Now the club immediately yeah. suspended him. The club internally that night suspended for four for four months and fined twenty thousand um, pounds. Mm-hmm. But neither Zenith have been kind of a little bit soft in their reaction so far. Well, I mean they have a good team of lawyers. They're waiting for what is happening because they need very good justification to breach the con- to break the contract, and they need uh, you know it's. It happened actually when they were not in the club. It didn't happen during the game or anything. Like their free time, basically. And uh, so they're waiting for for this criminal trial to to happen. And if there's if the, if the court is sentenced, then they have uh, all all rights to, to 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 break the contract with him. So but if, if if something happens, the hypothesis he he doesn't he is not trialed or he he's not sentenced. He, then, then, okay, it's, they can find him. They can uh, send him to second team, but there, there will be it will be really hard to break the country for them. So, but, but um, if they are if they are charged, if they either get jail time or something of so and such, the, yeah, there is a legal totally, right. Totally different story. Yeah. So the clubs yeah. can determine. Okay, um, moving on. Very, moving on to better news. Russia taking on um, Sweden. Uh, tomorrow evening. Um, what's, yeah, I'm what, what, there. You're, you're going to Kaliningrad. Okay, listen, you have a lot yeah, of your members are there playing, uh, are lining out. Um, should Guillermo start? <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, sorry. I'm, I'm well, putting... I mean, it's now it's it's an opening book now for for, for this uh, for the goalkeeper position. I think we have several uh, uh, goalkeepers that. That could fill the shoes uh, looking safe and the national team, if it's possible. And, uh, because I, for me, it's really hard to imagine the national team, you know, without looking uh, safe and for without playing all the time. But I think Guilherme is, is a great goalkeeper, and it will be really great to see him in, in goal. So I will, I will be happy if it that happens. Good. Listen, that is good. So uh, the result. What you reckon? I mean, they've got, um, of course. Uh, Sweden tomorrow night and Turkey down in Sochi on Sunday. Could they make it two wins out of two? I hope so because I'm, Turkey is not that hard. I think I think they're going through the transition phase. And Sweden, uh, well, it's a tough team. We saw 
World Cup, even without uh, their top stars, they can play really well. So, I mean, they're always organizing disciplines, and and, and, and it's, it can go either way. But I think I think with Zuba uh, in, in front of the Russian national team, we now have a real captain and a guy who can lead and um, you know create atmosphere, and that that can be a game changer. Excellent. Listen, okay, that, that, that's what we look forward to. Listen, uh, before we uh, just uh, ask you about the... Of course, I know you're watching the UFC fights at the weekend, especially both in the ring and outside the ring. Um, Washington, two and two, but you've got Carolina at home. Why you have to mention Washington? I'm sorry, I want to break your heart. Uh, Washington's... <laughs> so, home, home against Carolina Panthers, uh, eight o'clock uh, kickoff on Sunday evening here in Moscow. Um... You know, listen. Are it, they playing in Moscow? <laughs> I wish they were. I wish they were. I'd, I'd take yeah, I actually. I, I'd be, I yeah. because, I but really you, you do realize that, like, uh, Oakland are playing a home game against Seattle in Wembley Stadium. So yeah. I mean, it could happen yeah, in yeah, Luzhniki. Yeah, yeah, it could happen. Could even have happened down in uh, Trude in Verona. Who knows? Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but listen, Washington, you're, you're still top of NFC East, uh, two and two. A bad week last week. Yeah, against... because the other teams are playing lousy. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's it. I mean, you got Dallas Cowboys right behind you, and you do have a game in hand as well. But listen, look, looking at the the game on Monday night, wasn't it? it was like the forty three nineteen blowout. I didn't see it. Unfortunately. Oh well, you're no. Fortunately, fortunately, but no, fortunately. <laughs> but Washington, they're, they're, that team is like all over the place. But you know, if they get a win this weekend, they are kind of back in the playoff picture. Yeah, they, well, I mean, they they have one of the best defenses, and I don't know what happened with New Orleans, but it was uh, the, the the score really is, really is, looks bad, <laughs> and, and I hope they recover because really the, the, I, their defense is playing really good. Yeah, I mean, well, for, you know, New Orleans are three and one coming in, but still, I I I, I was surprised by the result. Uh, before we let you go, and before we head out for tonight, um, Alexander, the, the 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 fights at the weekend, like what happened, you know. After the McGregor Habib fight, um, did it surprise you? Was it just kind of a bit more of the old WWF kind of? You know, you're waiting for, I don't know, the honky tonk man to come in with a guitar and smack somebody. Well, I don't, I don't know. I think uh, I think Habib was you know holding a lot inside, and all this trash talk that was happening around him. Uh, maybe really he got too overexcited, and I'm. It's, it, it also looks bad, actually. I mean, uh, I think he also is uh, ashamed of what happened. Uh, but uh, but for UFC, it's it's something you can you can okay say okay it's 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 it's, it's a, a man's uh, fighting uh, tournament and sport and then then not only men's actually well women <laughs> but, but it's a place where people beat each other up exactly so, so it's something you can get get used to but in football it's not a place for that kind of behavior okay well, li- well listen I'd, listen you put that very very well Alexander thank you so much for for, for, for taking the call and we'll see you very very soon I hope so okay thanks Alexander Okay, that was Alexander Zotov, the CEO of the All-Russian Football Players Union. And, of course, he is a member of the Executive Committee of the Russian Football Union. Okay, so, guys, uh, Alex, I'll say goodnight to you and thank you for your input. Oh, thank you. Peter, thank you for reading out our results and for turning on to the good side of the light. Uh, yeah. Of course, now supporting Lokomotiv. Good night. Good. Okay. Nikki, say thank you very much for not getting my joke with my birthday. Thank you. Okay. I-, I was going to say my pleasure, but...
No. It was your pleasure. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> okay. So we're going to go out tonight, folks. You can uh, check out our, our podcast, the podcast show on SoundCloud.com, also on iTunes. I'll be up tonight. Um, and we'll be back next week. We have a superb interview next week. Even more superb next week. I can't say better than this week, but they're as good as this week. Okay. We're going to wrap up because uh, Nikki's saying, Alan, we have to go. So we are going to go out with a song. I think that sort of um, typifies Connor and Habib and also <laughs> Kokorin and Mamayev. Boys, the four of you and of course Habib's crew this is for you this is Britney Spears Hit Me Baby one more time we'll talk to you next week Capital Sports with Alan Moore Supposed to know